the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is nice to be able to talk to you at an earlier hour of the day. I just wish what we had to talk about was a more pleasant topic. Hi, everybody. I'm Bruce Hooley. Yes, it is the Bruce Hooley Show. Six hours before its previous uh, time at 5 p.m., and this is where we will be going forward. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Dennis Prager will follow at 1 p.m. today. I am struck uh, by the images that I see on television, it is uh, an embarrassing, humiliating day uh, to see people clinging to airplanes leaving Afghanistan and falling to their death. It is a grim, um, morbid, and yet unmistakable reminder of people falling to their death from the towers on 9-11. And sadly, the two events have much in common. We are in Afghanistan and have been for the last two decades because of 9-11. And we are disgraced today by... A force, the Taliban, that has more staying power, more commitment to its cause of terrorism and um, brutality than we have to keeping the peace in a country where thousands of people have helped us make gains in the world on terror, but now we have surrendered those gains. I wonder what you are thinking as you watch this. 844-TALK-989 is our number. 844-TALK-989. Our president, Joe Biden, uh, has been smoked out of his cave and will address the nation today at 3.45 p.m. He had no plans to do so as late as yesterday until he has been shamed into doing so by even those uh, ardent supporters of his on the left. Uh, MSNBC, CNN, every network is filled with commentators uh, decrying the humiliation and the abdication of responsibility for keeping people safe in Afghanistan who... uh, helped us and who tried to establish order in a country that I will acknowledge has always been orderless. We can talk about uh, the merits of 
fighting, quote-unquote, endless wars. The thing about an endless war is you don't get to decide as one party in the war when the war is over. A war ends only when two parties decide that it is over. When one decides that it is over and leaves and the other party remains committed, the war continues. And my biggest fear watching this today is not just for the women who will be raped and brutalized and not be able to be educated or have any kind of life, they'll be treated like animals by the Taliban because that is their view of women, not just for the uh, men who will be shot, beheaded, degraded, tortured, but for the inevitable victims of terrorism on our shores that will result from this catastrophic cowardice by the Biden administration today. I know, and I criticized, the plan to withdraw from Afghanistan hatched under the Trump administration. But for the Biden administration to say, well, we inherited a bad deal, and we were bound by a May 1st deadline, is just an utter lie in view of the fact that Joe Biden and his ilk have had no issue at all going back on agreements we had with Canada for the Keystone XL pipeline, agreements we had with countries in Latin America, the return to Mexico policy, which helped keep our southern border much safer than it has been in the seven months under Joe Biden's administration. There are Department of Education policies that Joe Biden has ripped to shreds. There is virtually no Trump policy that has remained untouched and uneradicated by Joe Biden. So for his limp, incompetent, feckless underlings to say that, well, uh, we were bound by this agreement. No, you were not. Because no incoming administration is bound by the policies of an outgoing administration. Did Trump get out of the Paris Climate Accords? Yes, he did. Oh, Biden has reversed that. Uh, Did Trump get out of the disastrous Iraq policy? Yes, he did. And Biden has reversed that. And so, we now stand by and view uh, the embarrassment of America on a world stage. 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Or do you feel like these people aren't Americans, this country is always at war, this was a losing proposition, we needed to get out? I don't recall anybody opposing our efforts to hold the Taliban responsible for 9-11 back when we went into Afghanistan. And we knew then we had every bit of clarity we should have needed from the Russians' failed invasion of Afghanistan in the late 70s and early 80s that this was not going to be a picnic. But it might interest you to know that since the last 
U.S. military casualty in Afghanistan on February the 8th, 2020. We have had soldiers die in Kosovo, the United Arab Emirates, Egypt, Jordan, Bahrain, and Kuwait. It is not like we were at war in Afghanistan. We had a small number of people there who were clearly keeping the peace. But now we have opened the world's largest army surplus store to the Taliban, equipped them with helicopter gunships and who knows what other manner of arms. And more troubling is, imagine being an American ally today. Imagine being a citizen of Taiwan today. Imagine thinking that, oh, the United States of America will never let China overrun us and take away our freedom. It is a sad day, perhaps the saddest day, to be an American of my lifetime. When things like the Challenger disaster happen, or when um, Ronald Reagan had an attempt on his life, those are failures on some regard, but they are not a failure of months and months of planning and evaluation and misreading of a situation. Here's Joe Biden telling you what was going to happen in Afghanistan, what has decidedly not happened in Afghanistan. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. Yet that is exactly the circumstance that we see. Your thoughts, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. It's the Bruce Woolley Show. Thanks for listening to The Bruce Hooley Show. If you're expecting Mike Gallagher, it's because The Bruce Hooley Show now airs from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. every day. So we'll be in this time slot. Looking forward to interacting with you. You can hit us on Facebook. The page is The Bruce Hooley Show. You can tweet the show at Hools, And you can certainly participate on the phone, 844-TALK-989, 844-TALK-989. Our email is bruce at 989theanswer.com. Keep in mind, you can always take the show with you wherever you go with the iHeart TuneIn and Radio.com app or download the Answer app, which will give you access to all the great Salem hosts at the touch of a button. Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, then my show, followed by Dennis Prager, Seb Gorka, and then Charlie Kirk will air in the former time slot of this show from 5 to 7 p.m. every night. Um, Interesting how even the liberal left is pushing back on Joe Biden and not taking the excuses offered by his administration like they typically do on all things. Savannah Guthrie uh, is, of course, uh, the host of NBC who took on Donald Trump and badgered him during a town hall. Uh, She is on with National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. And Savannah Guthrie uh, must have mistaken Jake Sullivan 
for Donald Trump as in this two-minute clip, she goes at him and goes at him and goes at him again as he offers excuse after excuse and tries to obfuscate on the embarrassment that we're seeing play out right before our very eyes in Afghanistan. Mr. Sullivan, friends and foes alike are calling this withdrawal a fiasco, a debacle, and it is one that apparently the administration did not fully appreciate or see coming. Let me play you uh, some of what the president himself has said in the last six weeks or so. The likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. Do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. And yet that is precisely what we have seen over these last few days. How do you explain getting this so wrong? Well, first, Savannah, to be fair, the helicopter has been the mode of transport from our embassy to the airport for the last 20 years. But you know the larger that is, point. That is, it's not the that helicopter. Is how we move it's not the mechanism. Forth, so. No, no, it's to, the last-minute scramble. You know that. It's the last-minute scramble when the assurances from the president himself were this was not what we were going to see. It is certainly the case that the speed with which cities fell uh, was much greater than anyone anticipated, including uh, the Afghans, uh, including uh, many of the analysts who looked hard at this problem. And the, part of the reason for that, Savannah, is because at the end of the day, despite the fact that we spent 20 years and tens of billions of dollars to give the best equipment, the best training, and the best capacity to the Afghan National Security Forces, we could not give them the will. And they ultimately decided that they would not fight for Kabul and they would not fight for the country. And that, and may that opened may, the door. Yeah, and that the, may or may not be the, the U.S. to the fault. Taliban yeah. to be able. I'm sorry, just, the, just yeah. to complete the thought, they, they, that opened the door to the Taliban to, to come into Kabul. Uh, very rapidly. I guess the question had, is, why, though, did the administration not know that? I mean, th that's the critical question facing the president. It, it, why did he assume that there would be this will to fight? Why was he uh, ex saying, uh, regaling reporters with how well-equipped and better-equipped the Afghan forces were if, in the end, they had no will to fight? Shouldn't we have known that? Well, what the president kept saying over and over again was that it was not inevitable that Kabul would fall, and it was not inevitable. There was the capacity to stand up and resist. That capacity didn't happen. Now, the president prepared for every possible contingency, including this one. The reason that there are U.S. forces at the airport effectuating a successful drawdown of our embassy, uh, securing the airport to be able to get other people out, is because the president pre-positioned those forces, thousands of them, in the Gulf so they could be moved in rapidly in the event that there was a rapid collapse. See, this is just a response full of nothing but lies and excuses. Uh, Jake Sullivan says that Biden was prepared for every contingency. No, he was not. And to act like, oh, we had special people standing by. The U.S. military has people in the Gulf all the time. Okay? This is, this is such a lie from Jake Sullivan. Uh, and he says, oh, the, Joe Biden said, he never said it was inevitable. Yes, he did. He expressly said it was not inevitable. Savannah Guthrie's best question was, why regale everybody with how equipped and prepared the Afghans were if they weren't? That gets to two things. Number one, it gets to the real issue here, which is an absolute 
incapability of the Biden administration and the incompetent generals at the top of the U.S. military to read a situation and accurately predict what is going to happen. That is a problem that 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 resonates far beyond just Afghanistan. You have to know what are our adversaries up to? Where are they headed? Where is the trouble coming next? Are we prepared? Are we not prepared? To badly misread the situation like this raises the possibility that there are things in process of transpiring against our country that we have no clue are happening, which, of course, is exactly how we got into a 9-11 situation in the first place. The second part of her question about why regale people with how prepared they are if, in fact, they aren't is because at his heart, at his root, Joe Biden is a braggart. He has been in government nothing but a self-absorbed, egotistical grandstander. Whether it's at a Senate hearing on Clarence Thomas, whether it is contending that he used to drive an 18-wheeler when it never happened, Joe Biden is a colossal braggart. And people who must always brag, and in Joe Biden's case, exaggerate, are people who at their heart know their own incapability for the tasks that they are handed. Joe Biden is, in a photo released by the White House over the weekend, literally and figuratively alone in a room at Camp David on vacation while Afghanistan burns. Now, I do not at all call into question the bravery, valor, and courage of the soldiers who fought in Afghanistan and in the Middle East to keep us from another 9-11 over the last two years. It is exceedingly sad that they are, some of them, questioning today the value of their service. No, please don't do that. Your service has had and always will have incredible value because of what you did. But for the commander-in-chief to have to be shamed into addressing the country, what could he possibly say today? Oh, I, I just discovered the answer to my own question. I know the answers. What he will do today is he will blame someone else. He will lie. He will exaggerate. What he will not do is take responsibility for what is universally being labeled the most colossal failure of his administration. And that's saying something. Giving the spike in inflation and giving how crime is still running rampant in our cities, and while our public health officials have inspired absolutely zero trust in their abilities and in their advisories, 
the failures of this administration are numerous and multiplying by the day and escalating by the day. And we're seeing the latest version of that now. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.